Faith, noun, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. A strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. A strongly held belief or theory, a system of religious beliefs. How much faith do you have? How much faith are you supposed to have? How often do you tell God that you have faith in Him? Do you have faith in Him? Do you have faith in His plan for your life? Well, we're going to talk about that today on Church Stuff. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Church Stuff. I know, it's been a while since an episode came out. Not really, just like two weeks. But we're back, and I'm really happy to be back. And I'm really happy and thankful for all of the outreach and support um, because I know I had a few people reach out to me and say, like, you can't get me started on something and then just stop. And I said, I know, I know. But my team and I were working on our mini VBS that we were putting on for the winter. If you don't know what VBS is, it's Vacation Bible School. So a lot of work and planning went into that. Um, What else happened? Just a crazy schedule. And I wasn't going to force or push this because it wasn't going to be genuine if I just put something out to put something out. I knew what I wanted this topic for today to be about, and I knew the Lord was going to give me the right stuff to do so. And funny enough, he did. He gave me the entire thing in one shot. It was crazy. So now that we're back, let's jump right in. Um, Thank you all for staying tuned and waiting so patiently. But today we're going to talk about faith. It's something that I've been dealing with and I know a lot of people around me are dealing with and definitely a lot of young people especially, but even a lot of adults and older people in the church. Some Even some people that you would call elder. Faith is not something that a certain age range uses or has. Every person should at least have faith. In what? In God. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm going to turn directly to Hebrews 11, actually. We're going to start right off. And we're going to look at the first verse. If you're looking at it in the New King James, the title of Hebrews 11, like the first three verses, are titled by, By Faith We Understand. Verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to read that beginning part for you one more time. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hoped for. So what do we have faith in? Well, we have faith in God. We have faith in our religion. We have faith in our friends and our family. Like the definition stated in the beginning, faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And we have it in both. Humans tend to have, not even realizing it, have faith in multiple things. And we don't even realize that we have faith. We get in our car, we turn it on, and we go. We have faith that that car is going to start. 
But we never think about it like that. We just know. We expect it. We have faith that our mom's going to cook dinner tonight. Well, we kind of just expect that. We have faith that God is going to heal sister so-and-so of cancer. Well, do you just expect it? <laughs> See, now that's, now that's where the fine line is. That's not something you just expect, huh? That's something that we have to pray on and think on and hope on and talk to God on. We don't just expect it. Our culture is very different compared to churches in other countries and churches back in the day. Our culture isn't the same. Our faith is a little thin lately. And I'm talking about all ages. If you're expecting something, a good chance is that it's happened before and you're just expecting it to happen again, like the example I used with mom cooking dinner. For 10 years of your life, your mom has cooked dinner every single night. So Tuesday night, you expect it to happen again. Well, God's been healing people for generations and generations since the Bible. Why aren't we expecting him to heal now? It doesn't just stop. We have to have faith. And I don't think everyone is having as much faith as we should. Now, the Bible clearly states it in Luke 17 and verse 6. I'm going to read it in the New King James. So the Lord said, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Hmm. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Do any of you know how big a mustard seed is? A mustard seed is actually about one to two millimeters. Now, if you don't know what a millimeter looks like, think of 0.039 of an inch. That's the diameter. That's how small a mustard seed is. Okay? Now, that's extremely small. And I know I said that. And it's funny to keep saying, but it's so small. That's, that's the, all the, now if you take that and you measure the volume and this and that, and you can measure the volume of your faith, think about it. You just have to have a little, little, little bit of faith and mountains can move. But what are we having faith in? Now that's the thing. We have faith in God. When we have faith in God, we see things happen. But that's why we hear these great people saying, I claim it by faith and this and that. They claim these things. They command these healings by faith, by believing. Now, here's the thing. Faith is not just believing. I'm going to say that again. Faith is not just by believing. Well, what do I mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. Faith is by doing. And I was actually listening to Brother David K. Bernard, superintendent. <laughs> I was listening to one of his classes on Ministry Central, um, and he said that faith is by doing. If faith is by doing, we step out and do something about it. We don't just sit there. And it reminded me of this story. And I think actually, I can't quite remember, but I believe Brother Bernard actually tells this story. But I first heard this story from my pastor. 
he preached a message a lot. It wasn't that long ago, but it was a good a good amount ago. So if any of you are regular listeners of Bethel, um, this should ring a bell. And he talked about this tightrope walker. And it was between two large mountain cliffs, two big mountains, cliffs, ledges, whatever it was. And people were up there taking pictures. And this man has, a, has an itty-bitty tightrope, like thin. And it went from one end to the other. And he goes, how many of you believe that I can walk over this tightrope? And everyone's cheering him on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he walks across the tightrope and he comes back and everyone's like, woohoo. Yes, he did it. We, we knew we believed he would. And then he goes, well, how many of you think I could get this wheelbarrow rolled across this tightrope? And they're like, oh, my gosh, yes, you could totally do that. And he goes and he does it. And they're like, woohoo. And they, they've been believing in him. They've had faith that he was going to do this now. He goes, how many of you think I can put a person in this wheelbarrow and walk it across the tightrope? And every, the whole crowd is going, yeah, do it. That's like everyone's going crazy. And then he goes, all right, who's getting in the wheelbarrow? And complete silence filled, filled the air. And not a single person volunteered. Not a single person had enough faith that he could do it, that they got in that wheelbarrow. A little bit of an extreme example, yes, but think about that. They didn't have faith in him. They can verbally say, oh my gosh, I have faith in you that you're going to do this. But when push comes to shove, they weren't getting in that wheelbarrow. They didn't have enough faith that he was really capable of balancing somebody across the tightrope. So think about that in a spiritual sense. You have faith that people are going to receive the Holy Ghost on Sunday, but you don't go pray for anyone. You have faith that your coworker is going to be saved, but you don't offer him a Bible study. You have faith that awesome missions work is going to happen in these foreign countries, but you don't donate to missions or pray for missions or even go on a missions trip. How much faith do you really have? If you're not doing anything about it, to me, you don't have that much faith. Again, extreme examples, but a very simple example that I want to go back to that I just stated is the Holy Ghost one. You have faith that somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost, but you don't step out in faith and pray for somebody that doesn't have it. Why is that? Why are we hesitant to do these things? Is it, is it our lack of faith? Seriously, this is a real question. Is it a person's lack of faith in God or in themselves? Oh, look at that. Because, yeah, we can have self-confidence. And, we, we, you know, our youth group just talked about this on Thursday. And there's a danger, danger between self-confidence through God and self-confidence of self. Now, remember, we always have to keep our self-confidence through God, because that God is our confidence. But we don't do anything about it. Hmm. Do we lack faith in ourselves or God's plan for our lives? I believed I was supposed to go on a missions trip. I felt it from the Lord. And so in faith, I stepped out and I went to my dad, and this is when I was like 16 at the time, and 
I said, like, listen, I, I want to go. I stepped out in faith and told him, like, this is something that I want, that I feel from God. And it touched him and, you know, I ended up going. But if I didn't have that faith to step out because he had said no to me in the past, I was too young or it was too far. I have helicopter parents, so it's, you know, not as much anymore. But if you all know Tony and Joanne Burke, you know what it's like. Um, But it was because I had faith that if God really wanted me to go on this trip, my parents' hearts would be touched. My pastor's heart would be touched money would come into my lap where I would be able to pay for this trip. Not necessarily saying that I wouldn't work for it, but I had faith that everything was going to be provided. Now you're talking about a kid who really didn't have a job at the time. So yeah, essentially I needed the money to come into my lap in a way. Besides the bake sales and the saving from working with dad, I needed, I needed a miracle from God. And I had faith that he would provide. So what is it that keeps us from stepping out in faith? I want to read a portion of scripture. I'm going to move on, segue to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6, verses 1 to 20. Okay, I'm going to read it in the New King James so it's a little bit easier to understand. And I'm going to start from verse 1, the destruction of Jericho. Now, this is a very popular story, I guess. And you guys probably know it. If not, follow along with me. It's a real simple story. And I think it really demonstrates an aspect of faith. So starting at verse 1. Now, Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. Then Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And then he said to the people, Proceed, and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth, until the day I said unto you, Shout. Then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city, going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning 
and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then the seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of this day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, when the priests blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, and it all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you by all means abstain from the accursed things, let you become accursed, when you take the accursed things, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. And verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it happened when people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout, and that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Wow. Now I know... That was a lot to read and listen to um, right in front of your ears. So to sum it down, God told Joshua, gave him very strict instructions of how to take the city. God said, okay, this is your, I'm going to give you this city, but you must follow what I have commanded to you. And God told him and his army that they were supposed to march around the city each day and follow this for six days, and then on the seventh day, the Lord's number, by the way, they're to blow their trumpets, to shout loudly, and the walls will fall. And the walls did fall. Now let's take it a few steps back, back to verse 1, 2, like the beginning. If someone came up to me and told me, you're supposed to march around this building, and then I need you to blow a trumpet and scream loud, and then the building will fall down. I would say, I'm sorry, sir, what is wrong with you? Are you on drugs? Do you need help? (laughs) But that's not the case here. The case here is the Lord told him that I need you to go march around these walls, blow some trumpets, and yell really loudly, and the city will be yours and the walls will fall. Joshua had faith in the Lord, okay? He had enough faith to go to his people and sound a little bit like a madman. I could just imagine him. Okay, guys, I know how we're going to take the city, and I know, you know what, it's not the most conventional thing, but what we're going to do is, okay, you and you, you're going to hold the trumpets and the horns of the rams, and you guys are going to carry the ark, and we're going to march around the city once a day. And then on the seventh day, you are going to blow the trumpets, and then you're going to blow your trumpet, and then we're going to just scream really loudly, and then the walls are going to fall down, and it's going to be great, and the city will be ours, and that's it. Could you imagine if someone in the U.S. military (laughs) was given those commands and then they now have to relay that command to their army? 
Now, the really nice thing is these people following Joshua had faith in Joshua, who had faith in Jesus. Think about that. They had enough faith in their leader that he was going to lead them in the right direction and to victory. And, and he fulfilled it. He led them to victory. They took the city. But they had to have faith to do that. Joshua stepped out in faith. Even though he knew it might make him look a little crazy and unconventional, he didn't care what these people thought of him because he had faith in God that no matter what, no matter what people said, that he was going to get the city. And I think that's beautiful, quite honestly. And you have to think about the harlot who was living inside of the city. Um, God only knows what was going through her head, hiding in her home as these walls were falling. But, but look, look at this overall, look at this story. Honestly, that is done by faith, but not faith by believing, not by, not, now listen, God didn't say, Joshua, you alone, you're going to march around the city and you're going to scream and these walls are going to fall down. These people didn't, didn't sit there and go, yay, you're going to, we're going to take the city. You're, you guys are going to do so great. I can't wait to see you do your little music ceremony and scream. They didn't just sit there. They had enough faith to step out in doing, and they did. And look at their reward for being faithful. They got the city. God gifted Joshua and his people all of that. Now, that's amazing to me. And so many things are done by faith. Go ahead and look back and look at Look at Moses and the Israelites wandering through the wilderness. They were starting to lose their faith. They were moaning and groaning and mumbling, and they didn't, their faith was tested. And time and time again, the Lord still blessed them. But uh, it's upsetting that, you know, I think of the time they were all saying, look, you led us here to die, Moses. That's what you did. And now our animals can't drink. I can't drink. Our families can't drink. And I can only imagine how Moses was feeling at this time. So, you know, that many groaning people at you. And they went to the Lord and, you know, they, they pleaded their case, Moses and Aaron. And they had faith in God still. And God said, okay, go ahead, talk to this rock and, and, and smite the rock with your rod, with Aaron's rod. And so in doing so, they had faith. They had faith by doing. So what did they do? He went over, gathered everybody, spoke to the rock, and bam, hit the rock with the staff, with Aaron's rod, and water came flowing out. He did that because he had faith. Now, if someone you know, came up to me on the street, modern culture, mind you, and said, oh man, you're really thirsty, go ahead and hit that rock with a, with a stick and watch, water's going to come out. I would push him aside and keep walking, because that's the way New York is. <laughs> I would not pay attention or I would go over there and I'd like kick the rock and I wouldn't have any faith in that because that's, that's not what I need at that time. It's funny that we tend to find faith in various times of need and only times of need. We are to have faith in God 24 seven. We're supposed to have faith in God in all of our actions and all of our doings. We are supposed to be living as a holy sacrifice unto God. When we have faith in God, we are trusting in him 
that he is working in our life nonstop and making certain things happen or not happen for our betterment. I don't even know if that's a word. I think it is. Betterment? I'll figure it out. But you know what I'm saying. Looking back at the definition, faith, complete trust or confidence in someone. We are supposed to have complete trust in God. You go up there for that interview, put on that nice suit or skirt and dress and whatever you're wearing and you go up there. And that was to clarify men for the suit, women for the dress. I wasn't saying either or. <laughs> okay. Just, just to clarify, <laughs> you go up there and it's, an, it's this awesome job. Skyline view, New York city, six figure salary, the works benefits, paid vacation. You get up there, you sit up straight, you sit in front of this boss, you shake his hand you say, you know what, God, I got this. I know this is what you want for me. And you get the call that you weren't accepted for the job. The interview, mind you, went great. And you were like, I got this in the bag. And then you get this phone call and it says, sorry, your application is no longer being reviewed, but thank you. And we hope to see you try again in the future. Wow. Do you still have faith? Do you still have faith that God's plan was carried through? Or are you now upset? Or are you now in a rut? Interesting. Very interesting. Think about that. When something, we tend to lash out or lose our faith when something doesn't go the way we want. I had faith that my grandmother was going to be healed. Both of them. I had faith. And over the summer, my mom's mom had passed away in July. And I went there and I anointed her with oil. I prayed. I sat there and I prayed in the room. And I had faith. I had, even if it was just a little faith, because don't get me wrong, I had my doubts. Sitting there, watching her fight for her life, I had my doubts on occasion. But I had, I had faith the size of a mustard seed that she could turn over in bed and be completely restored because it would not be the first time. This woman has beaten all the odds. So I sat there and I said, God, let your will be done. And I had faith that she would get up out of that bed. But unfortunately, she passed away. And I had to trust God in his plan. And I did. I do. But don't get me wrong. There are times where I questioned it. Like, why? Same thing with my father's mom who passed away in September of 2018. I said, why, God? What could be the purpose of this? I had faith she was going to be healed of her cancer. The entire family had faith that she could be healed, anointed her with oil, brought her to the altar, prayed over her, but we needed to have faith and we need to have faith in God's plan. And unfortunately for us in the flesh, I was it's unfortunate, but for her, it's not in the spirit. Unfortunately, 
It was her time, and God wanted to remove her from this earth. But you know what? I still have faith in God's plan for our lives and the people affected by people's passings. But it was all part of his plan. My aim trip to Brazil was part of his plan. I, in faith, stepped out of my comfort zone and went because I had faith that this was part of God's plan for my life. And it was. It completely, and it proved itself, trust me. And I think everyone needs to realize that. The reason why you didn't get that job was because it wasn't according to God's plan for your life. The reason why that relative that you love so much passed away was because it was their time God intended it to be that way. Now, are we going to sit here and mope and get upset because we didn't get that job because our friend, our family member passed away? Are we going to be angry at God? Why are we doing that? But yet we get up and we say, oh, I have faith in God's plan. We have to keep that always in the back of our minds. Another thing that we always need to have faith in and this is this is a kicker. This one's pretty funny. In our finances. <laughs> Not have faith in our finances, but have faith in God about our finances. Well, Anthony, what do you mean? Well, how many times haven't you paid tithes because you don't think you can live without that money? Yeah, it got real quiet now, didn't it? <laughs> how many times did you hold back your offering or your missions offering your your steady one because you were like, you know what? I didn't get paid that much this week and I can't afford to lose this money. Whoa, 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 whoa. You were not losing that money because it is not your money, my friend. It is the Lord's money that he bestowed upon you, that he gifted to you. Um, I worked for this money. Okay. With a job, right? How did you get that job? God allowed you to get that job. So, you know what? I won't go any further into that, but think about that. But you know what? And I learned this from my dad because he is very faithful in this area. And this is not to boast myself or him or anything. This is to, to say that I've seen it with my own eyes and with other people in, in this church, in my church family. My father, no matter how many times it was looking rough financially, that man paid his tithes the first thing. Because the Lord acts for our first fruits. That's the first thing that man always did. And that's what he taught me. And I don't do it because like, oh, um, you know, my dad taught me, so I just have to do it. No, no, no. I do it because I know it's right. Because the Lord has put that upon my heart. I do it because I have faith in the Lord. I have faith that, yeah, you know what? I'm putting in X amount of money in my tithing because, you know, it's required of us. But you know what? I have faith that the Lord is going to continue to provide for me. I have faith that the Lord is going to help me keep this job or gain a better job to keep my finances in order because I'm not living above my means and I'm being faithful to God in my giving. It's very important. A lot of people don't realize how important giving is, but that's a topic for another day that I'm definitely going to get into. Especially as young people, we need to start making that covenant with God at a young age. First time you get a job, you better. when I worked with my father, I was giving my tithes, man. When I worked with my father, I was giving my tithes. And mind you, I started that at like 14 
but that's the way I was taught. And that's what the Lord, and I, and I never had a problem doing it. The Lord kind of just put that upon my heart. Like, you know, this is right. And the Bible says, again, we'll, we'll get into that another time, but yeah. Do you have the faith? Do you have faith in God? Do you have faith in God's plan for you? And the last thing I want to go over is expressing that. You need to verbally, sometimes you need to get up and verbally walk around and say, God, I have faith in you. I am putting this in your hands. We need to be have enough faith to give our problems to God, to give everything that we are dealing with to God. And we can't be afraid to express that to him. We have to surrender ourselves to God. Ourselves and our lives, our jobs, our money, everything must be surrendered to him. And he will bless you exceedingly abundantly, beyond measure. But do you have the faith to believe that? And I'm not just, and listen, I, I don't want you guys to sit there and go, yes, I have faith. Oh my gosh, I have faith that God is really going to do this. And then you sit on your couch and do nothing about it. Uh, wrong. No, you need to be in that altar. You need to be praying with people. You need to be stepping out of your comfort zone. You need to be giving your tithing. You need to be doing things unto, for God that make you make your flesh uncomfortable. You think leading a Bible study makes your flesh happy? Do you think my flesh is happy when I do this podcast or I attend a group or stuff like that? Absolutely not. But I need to step out of that comfort zone to break down my flesh because faith is by doing. And I have faith that God is going to take care of me and bless me exceedingly abundantly, whether that be with my health, my finances, my family and friend relationships, God can bless you in every way. Every little thing is a blessing, and we need to have faith that God is going to continue to do that in our lives as long as we step out and we demonstrate our faith by doing. And that's the point of this, to step out and do. So you have faith that somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost this week? Step out and pray for them. Demonstrate by doing. You want your coworker, you think your coworker is going to be saved? Step out in faith and do something about it. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone. Do you have complete trust and confidence in the Lord? Do you have complete trust and confidence in what he's doing in your life? These are questions we have to ask ourselves on a daily basis to make sure we keep that faith the size of a mustard seed. The impossible can happen with just that little bit of faith. And I don't mean spiritually impossible because there is nothing spiritually impossible for God. I'm talking fleshly impossibles like moving a mountain. Okay. I physically cannot go ahead and move a mountain, but you know who can? God so remember to keep this with you always and step out in faith by doing. And if you need somebody to put you in your place, find that friend that tests, that helps you test your faith by doing. 
Step out and do something this week by faith. All right, guys. I hope this touched you, that this helped you. If you want to talk more about it, find me on social media under my name, at Anthony Burke, basically on any social media. (laughs) But yeah, let's talk about this stuff, guys. Let's continue to talk about this church stuff. All right, guys. Have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.